G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The next uh, stage within a Passover Seder, Seder means meal, the Passover Seder, is where they have the story of Passover. They tell, retell the story during every Passover meal. But during the story, they ask four questions. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last four programs, we've been learning about the Jewish Passover. But uh, it's been interesting to look at the uh, first of the seven mandatory feasts of the Lord. We've learned about the Christian history, the actual events of the first Passover, as well as the elements in the celebration itself. And that's where we are in the middle of that. Uh, It really is fascinating to think about how this feast is, uh, in every element, a fulfillment of Jesus, yeah. and it points to Jesus as the Passover lamb. Yeah, it, it really does. It's kind of fascinating. You start looking at it, and it's kind of a little bit mind-boggling, really. Uh, and again, I think we mentioned it might have been in the previous program, but that if you look at all of the Jewish feasts consecutively, starting with Passover, finishing with tabernacles, you actually see the presentation of the of the redemption mm. that God has for mankind. Yeah, the gospel message in il- illustrated form virtually. Exactly. And the first four of those particular feasts have, have been fulfilled already. The last three actually are still yet to be fulfilled in history future. So it's a fascinating, mm. fascinating study looking at all of these. But uh, then our previous program... We kind of got up to looking at the matzah bread and the significance of the unleavened bread and how it's pierced and striped and and the fascinating element of the Passover feast where three matzahs are actually sort of put in the center of the table but the middle one is taken out broken half of it is wrapped up and hidden away Mm. and of course the word afikoman in Greek means that which is to come and and there's really no significant or satisfactory reason why uh, this this particular tradition has been embraced by the Jewish people other than that it was quite probably introduced by Messianic believing mm. Jews to represent the, the Trinity, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, Christ being the central piece yep. who is broken on our behalf, was buried and hidden away. Mm. But he who's coming back again. Okay, so we're going to pick up from there. The next... Um, the next uh, stage within a Passover Seder, Seder means meal, the Passover Seder, is where they have the story of Passover. They tell, retell the story during every Passover meal. But during the story, they ask four questions. And again, during the, the retelling of the story, they answer the four questions. And the four questions are this. Why is this night different from any, any other night? Uh, why on all other nights do we eat bread with leaven, but on this night only un- unleavened bread? Uh, question number three. Why on all other nights do we eat all kinds of herbs, but on this night only bitter herbs? And why on all other nights do we eat the normal way, but on this night we eat with special celebration? So then they retell the story like mm. we did on our, yep. I think it was uh, our program number two for Passover. And so as they're retelling the story, they answer these questions. So they answer to question one is, well, they were slaves to the half, harsh Egyptian slave masters who made their lives miserable with unbearable burdens. 
and they eat unleavened bread to remove the sin from their lives to have repentant hearts before God and to seek his mercy. So as I'm reading these answers out, you actually see the predicament of the human condition and why we needed this saviour. The answer to question number three of why they only eat the bitter herbs, well, it's to remember the bitterness of their slavery so that they never, ever, ever forget the condition that they were in. The bitter tears that they cried. Yes. And they they, they dip it into the salt. Yeah, the salt water. They wept so many tears longing for their salvation, for their redemption. It was a bitter, bitter existence that they had, which, I mean, let's face it. I Mm. mean, sin is a bitter burden to bear. And then finally... Why do they have this ceremony on this particular night? Well, they eat this meal with great ceremony because God provided for them incredible miracles of deliverance. And this is an opportunity to rejoice, to celebrate over what God did. I mean, what is the communion meal that we as believers have, if not the bread and the wine? Yeah. To remember the sacrifice, the price of our redemption. It's mm. a celebration ceremony. And again, these parallels are really, really striking. Sin is a burden we can't bear. We have to have a, a saviour. We can't survive without a saviour. You know, so when you see, when, but when you see this, it's kind of a fascinating thing. God ordained for his people. He told Abraham, your people, your family, they're going to go into slavery. Mm. If that hadn't happened, Robbo, we, we, if we wouldn't have this picture, then we wouldn't see the, the how God would demonstrate his power to bring redemption. And yet we see it's, it's almost like the, the Jewish people are this living representation of the desperation that human beings have to be set free. That's the picture that they have, this light to the world. And then we see Christ as the fulfillment to redeem the whole of mankind. I mean, I find it just, you know, I, I find it really, really quite incredible. The next stage in the Passover meal is the meal itself. And there's lots of elements here within this meal that all have great significance. So they're eating, uh, they have, I mean, they have a really big fancy meal, dessert and all the rest of it. But on the table, they have what is called a Seder plate. And the Seder plate is where these symbolic things are. And there is the Zeroah, which is the lamb shank. That's an obvious one. Mm -hmm. It's to represent the lamb that was slain, whose blood protected them so the angel of death would pass over them. Then there is the maror. We mentioned this before. This is the parsley that represents the bitter herbs that is then dipped into the salt water to represent the tears. Then there's the haroset, and it's kind of like a... Uh, It's like a mushy brown mixture. It's apples and it's got nuts in it and cinnamon and some honey. It's really quite a little bit of sweet red wine Mm. mixed in there. They eat that with the matzah bread. That represents like the mortar used when they had to build things, make the bricks and all the mortar to hold it together. So that's what representing the Mm -hmm. burden of their slavery. Then there's the karpas. It's like a green vegetable. Usually it's kind of like a lettuce. And that is it's different to the bitter herbs. It's kind of like to represent new life and hope that that something new and fresh is coming, which they were longing for with their redemption. Then there's the beitza, and this is uh, like a roasted hard-boiled egg. This is not part of the original tradition. It kind of crept in later. Everything that the Jewish people do is always centred around the remembrance of their temple because that was the centre 
of their entire life. God was the center of their life. Mm. His presence was in the temple. They came to the temple. They offered sacrifices. They had this relationship, and um, and they would be made whole. That's what kept them together, but they don't have that anymore. So this hard-boiled roasted egg, it's simply – and, I, and I'm, I, I actually find this a little hard to understand how they – get the temple from this egg but <laughs> but that's basically what it uh, symbolizes it's this tradition to focus on the temple which um, not all Jews but religious Jews particularly and observant Jews they're longing for that mm. because the temple was considered to be what scripture actually says is a place of worship for all nations to come and worship God that this would be particularly in the end times when the redemption because they're they're always talking about when the redemption comes because they're longing for Messiah too Mm. and so in their in scripture as it is explained to them in the old covenant that this would be a house of prayer for all nations and Jesus said that himself this is supposed to be a house of prayer for all people and they turned it into a den of thieves at his time a place of commerce but the, the, the longing for the return of the temple by some Jews, not all, certainly not, not secular Jews, but religious Jews, observant Jews, so that one day when redemption comes, there'll be peace. They're longing for peace. They know that real peace isn't going to come until Messiah comes. Mm. Uh, and this is very significant for us as believers when we see this longing or this symbolic gesture with this hard-boiled egg. We are longing for him to return too. Mm. And uh, there are some Jewish rabbis who have really great sense of humor. They say that when the Messiah comes, uh, their first question is going to be, is this the first time or the second time? (laughs) 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 So it's really fascinating stuff. The the symbolism and the um, significance or the importance of what these things mean. Mm. You know, to the Jewish mind, they're so important. If we would open our eyes as believers, we'd see they're really important to us as well. It certainly is uh, some great symbolism, and we're continuing to explore. We've got a few more elements of the Passover meal to look at. We're going to uh, continue that, and we will definitely wrap up in the next program as we uh, finalise our look at the Passover meal. One quick question for you, Mandy, yes, though. Yes, sir. You've mentioned this Seder plate a few times. Yes. Whenever you say that, I think of a lazy Susan, like at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> is it is it like this big spinning thing in the middle well, of the table? Or Israelis are very creative and artistic, so they take many forms, but... T- Typically, it is a round plate with uh, an area in the centre and six little spots around the Mm -hmm. outside where each of these elements is placed. In fact, I have one in my office and I'm going to show it to you in just a little while. Excellent. All right, well, we'll explore the last elements of this Passover meal next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.